After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones. We talk about the bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. It's safe to play with. Just flip up the sight, pull back the bolt, and fire. Ah, the good old days. Hey, my name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz, and we're your hosts this evening. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Uh, Coming up today on the show, actually... I don't actually say this that much on After These Messages, but man, do we have a lot of show to get through today. Yeah. You did a whole big segment. I did a whole big segment, and I'm really psyched about both of them. Honestly, Veeves, I honestly feel like this might be the best episode of After These Messages ever if I don't mess it up. All right. Well, that's a a high bar to clear, but uh, let's get into it. I can hear the nervousness in your voice. Your voice almost quaked. (laughs) It'll be fine. Um, You won't mess it up, by the way. I'm the only one who will mess it up. Okay, so let's start with our first segment. It's all about owls. Yes, it's... Uh, I know I've done a bird show before, so I, I'm probably um, retreading a little bit of ground here, but I just couldn't get over the fact that there are so many products right now that use spokes owls. It's like, I you know, it's such a creatively bankrupt idea at this point, but they just keep doing it. And it's not just now. It's been historically throughout advertising. Owls have just been used but for so many products and services. It's like uh, there was an era when a bunch of indie bands were all something wolf. Yes. Wolf something or something wolf. There was a time when all minor league baseball teams were naming themselves the something cats. Right. Right. And now it's like everybody's like, I don't know. What should we do to what's, sell our product? An animal, Get an owl. What's a thing that has like a, you know, a character? Like what what can what what would already like come to this product with a bunch of characteristics that are already well understood owls wisdom yeah there's but, but reservedness but this is the thing about owls there's really killing only, things at night there's really only two night owl is sort of the third thing but there's really two main things that every owl commercial relies on either owls are wise the trope that owls are wise or the fact that owls say who, who? and it's just wordplay right. on the idea of who yep Okay, so we'll get into that. You have a bunch of examples. Uh, plus, hey, it's quizness time. I yeah, have a you've new been quiz excited for about you. this. Yes, now I have not told you anything about this quiz, but I will tell you about it now. It is called Bring In the Noise, Bring In Defunct. And this is a quiz that is it's actually based on a, uh, uh, a clickbait article that I somehow stumbled on. I usually don't click on the clickbait, but uh, this article that was from dictionary.org. Okay. Merp. Which is like a down market dictionary site that also has like some clickbaity entertainment news on it. It's a very strange source. Uh, they have a list of uh, famous American restaurant chains that are now defunct mm-hmm. or very much lessened compared to their heyday. And so I'm going to give you some clues about the restaurants and you're going to have to guess what the defunct restaurant is. Okay. Some of them. Might not have been in your region. Uh, or so in I'm my little, lifetime. Uh, some of them are not in your lifetime, but you might know about them. Um, but this is going to be a great quiz because there's so much information packed in it. It doesn't matter if you do well. I want to set the stage okay. for that right away, okay? 
So it's an information dense, extremely difficult quiz. But a Sounds lot of fun. Like podcast gold. But a lot of fun. All Emphasis right. on the fun. And also, uh, do we have any jingles from the ad council? We do. We have a jingle. And it's, it's a it, jingle. A jingle. Um, so remember, uh, listener, uh, Andrew said he has a jingle that he will sing. Oh, yeah. But uh, we need three jingles to come in. So now we just need two more jingles to come in. This is the kind of jingle programming you rely on, <laughs> but the jingle programming relies on you. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, let's get into some owl talk, shall we? Hey, at Wizards, too many owls. Oh, thank you so much to listener Jeffrey, who I, we requested that jingle from him. And um, boy, did he deliver. Boy, did he ever deliver? He, of course, is the same fellow who made our ad council jingle jingle. Um, so we asked him if he could make one uh, about owls as well. And so, you know what? He was happy to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and name him Chief Jingle Officer, yeah. if that's okay with you. I think it's fair. Yeah. I think we'll be reaching out to him some more. Hey, ad wizards, too many owls. <laughs> I love it so much. All right. What do we have up first? Well, let's let's uh, retread a little bit of ground here, because when we did the bird show, um, we talked about WGU, uh, Western Governors University. It's like an online uh, university. And they rely they, they almost exclusively do ads with their spokes owl. And mm-hmm. I think they've even introduced a smaller spokes owl that's like a foil for the main owl. Um, they There are probably a dozen of these ads where the owl is talking to the camera or sometimes talking to uh, a potential student about why wgu is such a good a good bet and you get you know it makes sense in this context it's, yeah like for it's, school for it's education school, it's yeah. you know owls are wise this is one that really but as i said the humor vein and uh places you can take an owl commercial are like it's not a very deep rich vein why don't you play this one hey steven still struggling with where to earn that degree yeah I just don't want to waste time learning stuff I already know. Check out WGU. They let you fly through what you know so you can focus on what you don't. Really? That's wise. (laughs) Was that an owl joke? Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty good. Online It wasn't even really a joke. No, I mean, maybe the word... I mean, he was clearly saying it to be clever, though. It was a wink and a nod. Um, yeah, so, you know, but one thing I kind of appreciate about the WGU owl, Spokes Owl, is that it's a very realistic looking owl. Like, I think it's a real owl that's been somehow CGI'd or maybe even mm-hmm. minimally CGI'd and they just give it a give it a voiceover. Yeah, because I looked ahead in your list um, and I saw some that are going to be coming up where uh, they are in the uncanny owl valley. Yeah, there are some with some horrifying eyes. Yeah, wait till you get. Wait till we get to Captain Morgan. Oh, I, I don't think I saw that oh, one. Oh, it is upsetting. I do know that um, this came up because you and I, I think, we were watching TV the other night, and there were like two different owl commercials for two different products or services in the same break. Yeah, is is, is this next one one of those? I think so. Yeah, this is for TripAdvisor, and I think we might have talked about one of these TripAdvisor, uh, you know, owl commercials when we did the bird show. Uh, they're li- much like WGU. Um, they have like a sort of stylized owl shape, owl head shape as their logo. Um, and again, you can kind of get it. It's like, well, you're wise to use TripAdvisor. But again, like we got to get some other thing 
in our culture that signifies wisdom because we are just like really leaning hard on these owls. <laughs> <laughs> they got to unionize is what they got to do. Well, maybe, maybe these owls have an amazing union. Yeah. Maybe it's like the seagulls need to get in on this <laughs> they're, action. They're getting something. work. You know, seagulls are like, they're, they're, I think most associated with like trash. They're like trash birds. Trash and they shitting should, on people. They should like, they should like unionize with the pigeons. Oh, did you see, um, somebody posted that it's like, it's crow time in Seattle. <laughs> Did you see that? No. It's like, uh, I, I, like, is that like go time? I, I think it's like crow nesting time or something. Oh, so somebody like, was like, it's being... crow time. <laughs> it's crow time. Anyway, uh, one thing, this is, a I'm having theory. a crow man. <laughs> this is a theory, uh, that is probably bunk, but you just reminded me what the TripAdvisor's logo is. And that's right. It's kind of a, a cartoonish, um, it's almost like an icon sort of, of an sti- owl. Like a stylized, stylized icon yeah. of an owl head with um, the ears and the eyes. Which reminds me that wasn't owl jewelry, pins, brooches, that kind of thing. Wasn't that in about five, ten years? Well, it was very yeah. in like the 70s. And then, then I sort of, back. I think I went was through it just a phase. You? Well, I'm sure I wasn't the only person. But I kind of went through a phase where I bought a few like sort of stylized owl pieces. Those, yeah. There's jointed. There, These were very popular for a while. I never owned one, but kind of like a jointed owl body with each piece, each segment of yes. the owl yeah. joined I, yes. to the next segment. Yes, on a necklace. On a necklace. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if maybe the fashion trend drove the the uh, commercial trend. No, that's... I don't know. I strike it from the record. Let's listen to this TripAdvisor ad. When it comes to travel, I sweat the details. Like- I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> that's our least favorite expression in this. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Um, but I, I'm sorry, Al. I'm gonna stop you right there. This is already a step down. Animation oh, big time! Wise. Yeah, like it's herky jerky. The eyes are not right. The feathers are basically realistic, but it's in a real uncanny valley kind of owl. It's a little owl facing the camera, and it's wearing a bathrobe. So already, you know, it it's didn't down have, to clown. It, it's, Already, you know, it's not an owl found in nature. When it comes to travel, I sweat the details. Late checkout, down alternative pillows, and of course, price. TripAdvisor helps you book a hotel without breaking a sweat. He's on a little treadmill, by the way. He's in the gym uh, of a hotel somewhere. I do kind of appreciate Uh, that he, of course, would want a down alternative to a pillow. Yeah, I do like that. Um... This is something they I guess when you're making a commercial like this, you can make the decision as to whether or not make this an owl universe or an owl in a human universe. Right. This is all of owl these owls seem to exist universe. in a human universe. So, I, I have yet. OK. Hey, advertisers. There's something new you could do with owls. Owl universe. Like uh, those dog commercial, like a car commercial where it's all dogs. Why is that wizards always choose owls? <laughs> Jeffrey Wilser, everybody. Okay, so our owl here is a small little owl uh, walking on a human-sized treadmill with uh, other humans in the gym around him. Yes, sweat. Because we now instantly search over 200 booking sites to find you the lowest price on the hotel you want. Don't sweat your booking. Oh, he TripAdvisor, winks. The latest review. Don't they, sweat. The in the gym. Yeah, they also didn't sweat the animation of that walking <laughs> owl. All right, what else you got? All right, so this is the next one is for a, uh, an allergy relief medication called Zizol. And this is the one that made me say, we got to do a show or at least a segment about owl commercials because I don't even know 
again, I guess you could always say that it's a wise decision to use our service or product, but it's hard to know. I guess their slogan is a word to the wise, uh, but it's hard to know why they thought an owl would be a... Zyze? Wise? I guess it rhymes with zyze. A word to the zyze? Well, give it a play. It's a this is a real um non-realistic looking owl. It almost looks sort of like claymation-y style. Uh sort of allergy sufferers. This is new Zyzol. I guess the like wise Pixar. new choice for allergy relief. If symptoms like these keep you from a good night's sleep and ruin your next day, try new Zyzol. It relieves symptoms while you sleep. Yes, yeah, CGI, right? That's Yeah, it's like, you know, sort of Pixar level of CGI. Yeah. I think. And this one's British. It's British. It's which a makes great them horned wiser, owl, right? And it's got a smoking jacket and then for some reason a bow tie and it's in like a fancy library and it's wearing a monocle. What's with all the owls in the robes? I What's don't going know. on in Maybe it's like the only thing you can sort of put an owl in that I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> and keeps relieving all day because it's as effective at hour 24 as it is at hour 1. It's original prescription strength with no prescription needed. So, for continuous allergy relief, be wise all take new Zizol. That's why be wise all take Zizol. But what does be wise all mean? That is not a phrase. No, it, no, it's not. Boo. I can get you I can get you an owl in a in a fireman's uniform in a police officer's uniform okay there's all kinds of things owls could wear owls can wear in these commercials anything it's the only thing an owl could get into i don't know i was trying <laughs> cartoon to think like, owls only fit into cartoon robes. i was trying to think like maybe it's easier to draw the owl in it or i don't know hey i had a much worse theory about the connection between jewelry and advertising earlier so don't take any do not take any guff from me now there are there's another product called America's Best Eyeglasses, and I'm not sure if they're still out and about being a eyeglass company, but they relied heavily on owls as their spokespeople or spokes owls. Um, and again, all they had to go, all they had to really go on was owls say who. Um, so this is an owl, I guess, like moderately well animated, kind of a realist, realistic looking owl. That is um, talking to a guy who's wearing glasses and the owl is sitting on like the trunk of a car. Yeah, and I think they're hanging out in a parking lot, right? You know, you paid too much for those glasses. Who? You. They charged you too much. Oh, this is the one that with the eyes that really freak me out. Because the (laughs) owl is wearing glasses himself. Right. Notice no women owls so far. No women owls. You're right. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the cartoon eyes on this owl. But we are there. about to meet a woman owl. There's one in later. Are we? Okay, good. Uh, by the way, the guy that this owl is talking to looks, well, not exactly, very much like Andy Daly. Yeah, it looks. he's like a down market Andy Daly. Down market Andy Daly. Who? Everyone. Unless, of course, you shopped at America's Best. Who? America's Best. Or two pairs of glasses and a free eye exam are just $69.95. Ooh. Yep, that's America's Best. Who? Please, just... Keep up. Two pairs and a free exam for sixty nine ninety five. It's not just a better deal. It's America's best. I'd love to see the owl rage out on him. Like, think about how many times. You're a talking owl. Like, you're just getting that joke all the time, well, right? Well, yeah, especially if you're working in, in commercials. You're definitely hearing it a lot. Um, so the rest of these, 
Would you say that they're all owl spokesmen, or are we now veering into just like owls as a plot device? Um, in some of these, they are the spokes owl. Um, in others, it's kind of a plot device, I would say. Okay, so this one I see you have up here is the Geico one. I think I know this one. Yes, uh, this is sort of your typical Geico ad with a, a setup and then a little punchline. Um, the first voices you're, you'll hear are a man and a woman driving in a car, um, and then uh, she she sets up the the owl joke. Hmm. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Yep, everybody knows that. Well, did you know that some owls aren't that wise? Don't forget I'm... Now, we switch to a scene in the woods. It's nighttime. They're nocturnal creatures. And we see two owls talking to each other. Don't forget I'm having brunch with Megan tomorrow. Who? Megan, my coworker. Who? Seriously, you've met her like three times. Who? Geico. 15 minutes could save you. Well, you know. So the owls even use that joke on themselves. Um, this is what's driving me crazy about this commercial. And I told you this before the show, Veeves. I am. I'm going to play the audio again because even without the visuals, I think you can hear it in the voice. I am so certain. <laughs> I was going to put a percentage on it. I, uh, I, I would bet my new broken Walkman that the actress in the car talking to the husband is the same woman. A And after these messages icon, yes. the woman from the Christmas commercial where her dad is over for Christmas, uh, ham. Cri- Christmas ham, only they're vegetarians yes. now. And she no, they're gives vegans. Him, they're vegan. not just vegetarians. She gives him a, a, a pig-shaped ornament. He says, I wish I could eat it. She says... Me too, Dad. And she's got this voice, and it sticks in my head because it's unique, and also because we played the shit out of that when we were trying to figure out what the implications of that commercial were. Go back to episode, like, two if you're interested. Or don't. It's a better show now. Um, Listen to her voice again. Hmm. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It's just like that little breaking in the voice, and she also looks like her. I am... I'm, I am so sure that's I'm her. I'm sure it's her. And unfortunately, commercial actors are somewhat hard to identify, particularly for commercials that are not currently uh, being shown. Like this is a pretty old Geico commercial mm-hmm. and it's a pretty old, um, even the Hallmark commercial for the ham, uh, the ham commercial yeah, is, that's is pretty them, old. Yeah. So there's no way to easily find out who that actress is. But I, I agree with you. I mean, why wouldn't it be her? Right. I'd, I'd like to see her do more stuff, too. What the hell is with all these owls? Jeffrey Wilzer, <laughs> jingle writer-in-chief. All right, what do we have next? Well, the owls continue, my friend. The owls continue. Um, Guy, uh, we talked about Geico. Now, we've so far only seen commercials where the owl spokes critter is owl shaped and owl sized right it's an owl yeah it's an you're owl, legitimately worrying me it's an owl that lives its owl life amongst the humans yes okay in some way. Uh, is this gonna be a giant owl yeah well pretty much this is for captain morgan and this one kind of plays on the idea of having a night owl friend but it's they take it very literally so you've got uh like a bunch of friends walking kind of walking home and they're kind of their night might their night's kind of wrapping up and then their night owl oh, friend wow, okay. drops out of the trees it's a man but he's wearing a somewhat 
quasi-realistic owl head, and he's identified as Captain Night Owl. Wow, this is horrifying. Let's take a listen to the audio of this. I have not seen this. <sighs> Tonight's beat. Yeah, I'm going to take off. He jumps out of a tree, and it's shot from behind. It's like it's Batman descending to the ground, only yeah. as a horrifying man in a horrifying owl mask. Hey, it's Scott. Who wants to go to a party at my place? Yeah. The audio design is horrible. He's yeah. supposed to be saying, who wants to go to a party at my place? But it sounds like the hooting is coming from a million miles away. Yeah. Oh. I'm disappointed in you, Captain Morgan. Party at my place. Yeah. Downtown. Captain Night Owl. Party at his place. Oh, woman walking up the stairs, and owls can turn their heads all the way around. So he, he turns it around to leer at her. He's 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 uh, he's creeping on her. Yeah, he's creeping on her. Um, so it's a weird one, but it seemed to fit the theme, you know, owls. But yeah, I kind of no, I kind of appreciate Captain Morgan. At least they did something fairly different with this trope. Yeah, it is true. Like it's not the it's not the um, the who 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 or the wisdom thing. Um, I before asked if we were done with. Uh, like owls as spokes critters, as you call them. But I forgot about a very famous one, didn't you I? You did indeed. The original, the O, the O-O, I guess. So uh, now we're talking, of course, about give a hoot, don't pollute, the PSAs. Um, I wouldn't have known that the owl who says that has a name and the name is Woodsy. Though. Oh, really? I, I would have. Well, I'm a little bit of a lunkhead. We should do Woodsy versus uh, Smokey or something in, Ooh, a, in yeah. a spokes critter battle. Of course, that wouldn't be over pretty quickly. I mean, one's a bear. Well, sometimes, one's an owl. sometimes we think it's an obvious win, and then there's a reason why it's not. Can Woodsy swarm? Can Woodsy swarm, multiply? Woodsy, swarm, Woodsy, swarm! Can I warg into Woodsy? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> Take on that bear. So uh, set this up for us, Veeves, because uh, I haven't gone through all these. I mean, Woodsy the Owl goes back to the 60s? Yes, and some of these are these are very old. These came up in a vintage ad search. Uh, they're mostly sing-songy, so just give it a listen. And it's for the U.S. Forest Service, and it, it you know it teaches kids not to litter, not to... I saw one, a really cute one um, from the 70s. I don't know if you saw this. One of your links is a, a is a montage of about ten minutes of these oh, things, wow. and there's one in the middle. Sometimes I don't necessarily pay attention to what's after the first thirty seconds <laughs> and in the links fine. that I grab. But there was one that I just kind of needle dropped on in the middle, where it's like these kids uh, standing in front of their classroom, kind of teaching the lessons of the owl, and like one of them is dressed up like a tree. It's absolutely adorable. I don't know if I'll be able to find it again. But let's start with this one. So this one uh, you have labeled as from the 1980s. It's a it's a, a U.S. To this says U.S. Department of Agriculture commercial, but I'm pretty sure it's a Forest Service. I'm Woodsy Owl, and I'm here to tell you about a dirty word, pollution. Help Woodsy spread the word. Never be a dirty bird. Woo-hoo! Don't paint or write off buildings. That's pollution. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. Never be a dirty bird. Down. That's noise pollution. Whoa, getting into noise pollution? Yeah. Now you're shitting in my backyard, Woodsy. 
<laughs> a little girl turns off a radio. Yeah, they says, seem to have expanded their remit somewhat, yeah. uh, a little bit unjustifiably. Hey. I feel like there's some mission creep here for a service. Stay in your lane, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I watched this one earlier because I saw it on your list. This is from the '90s. The cart, the animation on the. the those woodsy ads, the classic ones, are is somebody dressed up in an owl mascot like type of yeah. costume, and it's all real kids. This one from the '90s is it's all animated, but it's really shitty animation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's Woodsy Owl. Do you know what dirty bird? You see one every day. To him, pollution is a word. Wait, Green no, this wasn't the bad one. The dirty bird is in the street and in the mountains too. He's in the forest on the beach. Could be he looks like you. So look around and pass the word to everyone you know. And never be a dirty bird no matter where you go. I like that one. That reminds me, that's more like 80s, I think. That's 80s animation. Here, Oh, here, you yeah. have it here. 1997 reboot. Yeah. They fired everybody who had an... Just a, a tiny bit of artistic talent. Yes. And they came Including up with Including their musicians. Shit. Oh, my God. I haven't heard the audio yet, but it's like somebody saw Squiggle Vision on the Dr. Katz show in the 90s, and they said, hey, I can do a really bad version yeah. of that. This looks like somebody with palsy drew this. It's really weird, and it's not like stylized. It's just bad. What's the owl's gonna help us see? Look all around, look what we can be. It's like they were paying for every animation frame, so they just cut out three for every one. It's herky-jerky. It's interspersed with crappy footage of real kids playing in the park. Yeah, it's really terrible. You can hear how bad the music is. The music is like some sort of soft Wood rock. Woodsy's crap. also been reimagined as a much more like... The old Woodsy was like very squat and round-bodied, like an owl. This Woodsy is like a very fit body of a sort of, like it's a cartoon, but he's like a tall, fit man, but also with an owl head. Yeah, I'm glad that they that Woodsy is no longer around. Speaking of, oh, I'm looking at your list. Speaking of owl spokes critters, yeah, they can't leave. We can't, another classic. We can't leave without this classic. I don't think we even need to set this up. I'm just gonna let you play it, Mr. Turtle. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? I never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. What the fuck, guys? Quit with the owl. Oh, you earned your bucks today, Jeffrey oh, Wilson. You really Thank did. you so much for that. Can we leave Owl Talk there for now? Let's leave it there. And uh, I am just dying to get into um, Quizness Let's time with do you. It. All right, it's time to talk about defunct restaurant chains in a segment that we're calling Bring in the noise, bring in defunct. Genevieve, this is the part of the show where I'm going to have to ask you to turn off your monitor because I need to open up my quiz sheet. Okay. Have you uh, done that yet? 
Um, I'm, and why am I talking like a magician? I don't know. You uh, can tell see me, me when I have now looked. I've closed my monitor. Okay, the monitor is closed, and uh, I am going to uh, deliver you a, for you a quiz for the ages. So again, this uh, the 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 content here came from definition.org. So you know, check them out. They've been good to us. I'm going to give you a description of a uh, of a restaurant chain that is either totally defunct or, in some cases, just a shadow of its former self, okay? okay. And you got to guess. Now, like I said before, there is a chance that these are you you and I maybe growing up in different parts of the country, grew up with different chains. I only picked ones that I heard of and thought you, there was a reasonable chance you would have too. So, let's start with this one. Um this Mexican chain restaurant was launched in the 70s by somebody named Marno McDermott. Don't worry about that too much. Mm-hmm. And an NFL star, Max McGee. So I don't know who that is, but I thought that was interesting. The chain quickly grew, but as the popularity and variety of other Mexican restaurants grew, it began to die out. The death, the death knell for this chain restaurant, this Mexican chain restaurant, came in 2003 when a hepatitis outbreak in the food supply led to three customer deaths. <gasps> What oh, is gosh. this Mexican chain restaurant? And can I, I get a, can I get a reg? Is there anything regional? Is there a region you can tell me? I about? assume that this one was. Had you heard of this growing up? Did they you- only serve food from the Oaxaca region. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> no. Um, uh, yes, I grew up with it. Here's the hint. I, I have uh, built in hints for most but, of these. I got to guess. You, oh, do you want to guess before I give you a hint? Uh, let me guess before I get the hint, okay. and then I get two guesses. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, this was a restaurant that I heard a lot about uh, in college because a good friend of mine waitressed there when she was oh, in high school. Really? And it would have been about the right time, um, which is Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's it is. My <gasps> hint was... I did it! Growing up, this was also supposedly a slang term for breasts. Oh. Well, I probably I would have, that, that probably was... would have helped. Um, but yes, I had a friend. I have a good friend who I believe was a waitress at Chi-Chi's. And we didn't have Chi-Chi's where I grew up, but oh. she did grow up in Ohio just like you. Oh! Jessica. That's right. I was going to try to give her a nickname so I could protect her um, identity there. But I don't think she listens. And there's a lot of people named Jessica in the world. So let's take a listen to this 1983 commercial for Chi-Chi's. Come to the good taste of Chi-Chi's. Come to the good times of Chi-Chi's. And a little bit of hepatitis. <laughs> Wish I'd gone there. At the very end, there's a guy looking at a looking at his check at the end of a meal in some other restaurant, and he's the one who wishes he had gone to Chi-Chi's. Was it hepatitis that they killed people with? I'd never heard about it until this quiz, but yes, according to my sources, dictionary.org. Sure. No, 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 I'm An sorry. An unimpeachable source. Definition.org. Oh. Have I been saying dictionary? Yes. No, definition.org is the actual uh, source. I can see why you would confuse those two. Yeah, because dictionary.com I actually use a great deal. Um, these two buffet-style steakhouse chains now owned by the same parent company, once numbered in the hundreds in the United States. Today, the total of both of these chains stands at under 20. Okay. 
Um, so they are buffet-style steakhouses. You just have to give me one, but if you get both, I will give you a bonus point. Okay. Uh, buffet-style steakhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Old Country Buffet, because that was, that was more like cafeteria-style buffet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are going to Old Country Buffet, you better be hungry. That's a, that's a jingle that I, that's stuck in my head for the rest of my life. Um, let's see. I'm just stalling now. Um, I have a hint. I don't know of state. Okay. I'll take the hint. Okay. I actually have a couple of hints. Is I have it one- Sherry's? It's not Sherry's. Okay. No. Okay, good. I'm glad you got one in here. Here's a, here's a hint. Oh, I mean, that's the Bonanza theme. Yes. This is actually a hint for both of them. Bonanza was one. And Ponderosa was the other. There was a Ponderosa right by our house in L.A., remember? I always wanted to go to Ponderosa, and I think our friends Rachel Bell uh, did a, a piece in Ponderosa with Lindy West. Um, Rachel and Lindy went to, um, I mean, unless they've done this twice, but I know that Rachel and Lindy went oh, to Red Lobster. They went to Red Lobster, which yeah. is the, the seafood version of Ponderosa. So you didn't know about <laughs> Ponderosas at all? I didn't. Yeah, if, if there was one near our house in L.A., I never really registered. Um, it was right on, not that anybody listening really cares, it was right on, like, uh, wasn't that Western? You know where our little taco truck was? Yeah. Like, you'd walk towards Western on 8th? Yeah. There's a Ponderosa on Western right there by our oh, grocery okay. store, by the Ralphs. Uh, or no, no, I think I just described So that's one of the, fi- what, the remaining few? So, yeah, it turns out that Dan Blocker, who played Hoss Cartwright on Bonanza, my favorite Cartwright, uh, Cartwright boy, by the way, he started the Bonanza Steakhouse chain in 1963. And then some other blokes came along. I'm trying to say blokes more. Some other guys came along and started Ponderosa, which is a clear because they Ponderosa, Ponderosa was the name of the ranch or whatever exactly in on Bonanza. the show Bonanza. So they just came in, and now uh, one company owns them both. But um, uh, I don't think that they're doing that great. Uh, okay, so I'm going to play you this commercial for Bonanza Restaurants. 1977. You're still not looking at the screen, right? Because I'm going to ask you another question, another bonus question. You to come to Bonanza, so here's what we're going to do. For the next two weeks, any day, you can have our big T-bone steak dinner at this great low price. Now, she said this great low price. It's okay. on the Chiron. What do you think the great low price is? It comes with sides, and it's a T-bone dinner. And what year is this? 1977. Ooh. Um, okay, so it's going to be cheap because it's not going to be a good. It's a steak buffet. I mean. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to say $6.99. Lower. <gasps> oh, don't eat that meat. Um, $4.99. Lower. <gasps> oh, God. That's awful. $3. Lower. What? <laughs> Did you say $2.79? Oh, you did. That's complete with baked potato and Texas toast. And all the salads you can eat from our famous Bonanza salad. I want to rewind here. Steak, potatoes, Texas toast, all you can eat salad buffet, $2.79. I see that Genevieve is working. I have a feeling that you're going to be doing some uh, uh, adjustments like, for inflation. I like to know what inflation, <laughs> I like to know what that is in modern money. 
Here, I'll hit play on the rest of this while you figure it out. Famous right. Bonanza Salad Bar. And seconds and coffee or tea are on us. So get our big T-bone steak dinner any day for the next two weeks at our great low price. What year Come was that? Come to Bonanza. 1977. By the way, I did not grow up with Bonanzas. Oh my gosh, though. Well, I'm going to stall a little bit more. That is $11.53. That's still ridiculously cheap, yeah. but... It's not as cheap as I thought it would be. No. You know, uh, YouTube is suggesting another defunct restaurant here that is not on my list. The Ground Round. Did you have the Ground Round growing up? I don't think so. It doesn't ring a bell, but... it. It could have been a southern chain. I just don't know it. I just uh, am seeing this is from 1981, this commercial. And I just remember the ground round as being a family style, not buffet, but just like a sit down chain restaurant that I think focused in my memory, focused on hamburgers or actual hamburger patties. You know, you can order like a sirloin I mean, it's literally, steak or something. I can understand why you would take that from the name. It's called yeah. ground round. So I wonder if that does just my childish brain then or my childish brain now. Let's take a listen. Looking for a great place to eat and drink? How's the ground round sound? And listen to this. For a limited time, a tender USDA choice top sirloin steak with steak fries, onion rings, and Texas toast is just $3.99. Imagine a little bit a more. Yeah. It's $3.99. With great $3.99. So that's over a dollar more, and it's four years later. That's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess you could probably, there's probably some shitty Vegas buffet where you can get a steak and sides for. Well, Vegas, wouldn't it be jacked $11. No, and there's a lot what of like. Atlantic City? No offense. Or both. I Jersey mean, listeners. there's a lot of cheap stuff in both places. Really? Like just because there's fancy stuff in Vegas doesn't mean there's not also cheap stuff. Okay. Uh, question number three. And I believe you are now two for two because with the hint. You got Bonanza. I did, yes. Oh, but I never gave you a chance to get the bonus, which was Ponderosa, which you wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known that. But you're still two for two uh, as far as I'm concerned. This chicken chain was founded by a famous country singer in 1990. While the food was popular, they were never able to break into the market and the restaurants were sold off in 1998. However, the chain was immortalized... In a classic episode oh, who of doesn't the sitcom know Seinfeld. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Gotta Rogers Roasters. Chicken. It is. Sorry for the bell being so loud. Um, I actually did not remember this episode of Seinfeld. Oh, it's gross. Yes. I'm going to just play the very beginning of the one of the scenes for you. Here. Check it out. Wow. Kenny Rogers Roasters finally open. Hey, look at the size of that neon chicken on the roof. Rogers can't sell chicken around here. We got chicken places on every block. He is the gambler. And then I think the irony is he gets hooked on the chicken. He, Kramer gets Kramer hooked on the chicken. Kramer first hates the chain because they the, the neon chicken is like disturbing his sleep. But then somehow he gets turned around and he starts eating the chicken. He tries. He gets addicted because Newman a, comes over yeah. with Kenny Rogers chicken and starts eating it on the couch next to him. Is that Rogers chicken? Oh, get that out of here. Well, the man makes a pretty strong bird. Yeah, but I'm boycotting. Now Newman is sitting next to him just chowing down in the most disgusting way on this chicken. This is a podcast where we describe Seinfeld episodes to you. <laughs> he gets addicted. And then there's a scene that I watched later on where he's laying in bed just covered in grease. Like yeah. his chest is greasy. And there's a, he's shaking. At a certain point, they 
there's someone has like a fever dream where he appears to be a bird that's roasting on a spit. Are you sure I want to? You are the Seinfeld. No, I could be wrong. Master, I think you're wrong on that because the episode you're talking about, I've seen a bunch. And I don't think I've ever seen this one before. I think the one you're thinking of is Kramer gets a hot tub in his apartment. Oh, maybe and he's you're spending right. all of his time in there. And Newman, for some reason, is hungry. And then I think Kramer also gets tan for some reason. Maybe he gets a tanning lamp. And I don't, it's a combination of things. But Newman is envisioning. Kramer on a spit oh, turning around right. like a turkey. Uh, would you like to hear a commercial for the Kenny Rogers Roasters? I'm going to tell you right. This is from 1995. And you know what? It, it, it really relies on kind of family values. You know, a lot of us grew up with family barbecues being something of a tradition. A time to be together, to laugh together, to share a few stories. A time to look across the table at the people you love the most. And to my mind, that time's worth more than anything else we could ever give each other. Except Introducing money. Kenny's brand new barbecue chicken, perfectly cooked and basted in a savory sauce. Try our downright kicking barbecue chicken today. Kenny Rogers Roasters. There's goodness here. There's goodness here. Yeah. This is making me so hungry, man. Yeah. I was getting really hungry when I was making this I today, bet. and now I'm getting hungry now. Sadly, we have no food in the house because we're still in the middle yeah, of the I know. So let's see. That was three, and by my count, you're three for three, sister. Do I know my chains or what? I think so. Chain, chain, chain. This restaurant launched in the 1920s and grew along with American car culture. By the 1960s, over 1,000 of the restaurant and hotel chains, distinctive oh, orange roofs. I know this. Dotted America. You t- will wait. <laughs> you will wait. It's just like Jeopardy where you can't buzz in until Alex finishes the... Uh, oh, is that, oh, that's right. You can't, yeah, can you? You get locked out. Uh, I know you know what it is, uh, but I will tell you that the hotel uh, portion was sold off. Some of them still exist in name only. Uh, meanwhile, the restaurants died a slow death, according to definition.org. And as of this year, suppo- supposedly there's only one in business, unless oh. that one closed down. Can I tell you, Hojo's, Howard Johnson's, Howard Johnson's um, was a huge part of my growing up because, really? because they were already on the decline. But my mother had grown up with them as like a, a staple of road trips, right? It was like, I mean, it was it was in Mad Men. It was exactly that, right? Yeah. That era of that 60s. That's what I think of now. Like road trips, you stay at the Howard Johnson's, you eat at the restaurant. And they, my mom loves a fried clam. Like she is, like I definitely inherited that. Mm-hmm. I love a fried clam. My mom loves a fried clam. I love a fried clam. And she has, I think probably to some degree, it's a little bit of just, it's it's flavored with nostalgia, but she will swear that the best fried clams were made by Howard Johnson's. Really? That and, surprises me. And well, but you know, sometimes like a place like that will just have like a yeah. super good recipe for something. And I remember kind of us going out of our way when I was a little kid and we were still doing like road trips, like we would drive from like Charlotte to Florida, you know, that's like a two or three day drive. And there were still a few Howard Johnsons around at that point. You could still get a meal there. And we would go out of our way to to get the fried clams at Howard Johnson's. On the road around the corner, here's the place to go. The orange roof of Howard Johnson's. Join the folks who know. Good food, good fun, kids count too. 28 flavors just for you at Howard Johnson's. Next stop. Should we stick around to hear what the deals are at Howard Johnson? 
<laughs> sure. It's Howard Johnson's for a famous grilled and butter Frankfurt in a toasted roll, or a choice steak, charcoal broiled the way you like it, sizzling on the outside, tender and juicy on the inside. Howard Johnson's is famous for There's fried clams. clams, tender, sweet, deeply crusted, and golden brown, crispy, crunchy, sweet as a nut, and ice sweet cream as a nut. from sweet the wonderful world of 28 flavors, made with fresh cream, fine ingredients, and ice cream soda, cool, luscious. At the landmark for hungry America. Baskin Robbins was like, get the fuck out of here with your 28 flavors. <laughs> Next stop. That is a great commercial. Yes. Usually I'm old like, my commercials are not watering. that good, but that is like yes. an old black and white, like really old commercial. And I want to eat all the foods. And those, co- the colors were so iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hojo's just really nailed the branding. They were, and it was just, a, I mean, you know, it's just like stopping at any you know, diner, really. The food wasn't that different, but uh, it was such a pleasure. All right. Uh, you I'm are surprised now... it hadn't, it didn't, someone didn't find a way to reimagine or like revitalize that. I feel like it, like if they had, if they had survived, they had hung on a little bit longer. It sounds like there's just the one restaurant. If they'd hung on a little bit longer as a chain, I could see somebody uh, buying it now and kind of like, revitalizing it and capitalizing on boomer nostalgia on the brand and not just boomer which is nostalgia. a bottomless pit of money by the way i actually let me uh beg to differ there i would say in this day and age boomer nostalgia the boomers are getting kind of old if no offense it's still got a lot of money but like we're getting old we're now the middle-aged people who have a little bit more disposable income i would go for the more retro mad men yeah really in love with that kind of era of design i don't think it was like googly design but it was like that kind of era of mm-hmm. 1960s like sloping roof like yeah. angles like i think that would appeal to our generation's desire to like kind of live in that world totally although i do think that there's plenty of boomers out there who are retired who are road tripping i mean look at my parents like they they spend their whole life on the road now they're in planes mostly but you know i bet there's a i mean i don't think it's mutually exclusive either i think everyone can appreciate that all right well is uh according to my count you are five for five there are eight of these things um let's keep going here this is a chain uh, or this yeah this i guess they're still around this is a chain of fast food restaurants that came to be synonymous with draft root beer and root beer floats, and they were famous for their frozen mugs. B&W. What was that? Isn't it B&W? I'll keep going until you get it right. Founded, and also, don't you dare interrupt me. Founded in 1919, it was one of the country's oldest chains, noted for introducing drive through service according to definition.org. But in the 1980s, it closed a bunch of locations and stopped issuing new franchises before eventually making a comeback and new locations are now opening again. Now, you thought it was B&W. It was not B&W. You're close. A&W. Oh, yes, that, that is right. The founders were Roy Allen and Frank Wright. Is B&W something, or am I just was I just misremembering? I don't... It doesn't... Uh, B&O Railroads? Yes, that's what I was thinking of. The railroad. The famous <laughs> railroad. I, no, I just know. I think I just got the letter wrong. It would be uh, memorable to me because my initials are A-W, so when I saw A&W, but I always associated it with cans of root beer that I would drink as a yeah. kid. We were a big root beer family. Um, I don't think I've ever eaten at a I, A&W. I definitely have at like, at like rest stops. It's like the kind of place where I would only have eaten at one on a road trip where it was like sort of one of those big 
truck stop type of rest mm-hmm. stop. So yeah. there was like a you know like a big con- yes. like a big sort of concourse with like a bunch mall of stuff, almost a mall of, a of things. Food court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've definitely eaten at an A and W there, but you know it's just like your standard sort of like hot dogs, hamburgers. That was the only Roy Rogers I ever ate at was when we yeah. were on road trips, and I mean I couldn't even tell you what was different about Roy Rogers, if anything, but. We were we would get so excited as kids if we saw the Roy Rogers sign because we associated it with oh god we could eat at Roy Rogers but I think it was just because it meant we were out of the norm yeah it's you're well there's a bunch of things happening one it means take a break from being stuck in the car which is yeah. grating to a child two it's hot dogs and hamburgers and French fries like no kid is going to be mad at that um, you know you could usually like probably like winkle a milkshake out of your parents if you're pretty persistent so i've never winkled a milkshake out of anybody <laughs> i want you to know let's listen to this a and w restaurant commercial from 1982 someone's been eating my hamburger someone's been eating my hot dog someone's been eating my fries A&W's Puppet Platter. For a special low price, get your kids an A&W hamburger or hot dog, golden fries, and a frosty drink, all in a special package. That turns into one of us! Hey, get your paws off my drink. Bring in your family and start collecting all four puppets at your participating a and I'd love to get those puppets. I don't know if you can picture them, but it's actually a picture of a, a Big Mac box. Uh-huh. Only it's got a face drawn on it so oh. that you can then like kind of make it go up and oh they're not like collectible kind of puppets they're like collectible packaging i mean it seems to me like they'd be greasy i I don't know exactly how the mechanics on them work but uh my kids wouldn't be using those so does that mean you are now six for six according to my count all right um wow i really thought this was going to be harder than it is Uh, i do think it's going to get harder as it goes on this was one of america's first casual dining slash sports bar chains okay all right you with me so far yeah um however they also uh, i'm sorry they always lagged behind similar concepts from competitors like fridays applebee's and chilies the chain was sold several times and filed for bankruptcy in 2008 new ownership has kept just 23 locations open in the U.S., what do you think this is? Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Am I right? No? You oh, are that's, not right. I really thought I had it. Wow. Um, I did forget about Ruby Tuesdays. Are they closed? Well, I bet they're m- largely diminished, although I have eaten at a Ruby Tuesdays in the last, I want to say, 10 years. For sure. They were often in malls. This is not a hint. Uh, I will say that I believe the sports aspect to this is what sets it apart. Okay. But I would say my official hint for you would say, would be to tell you that it's not Banachek. It's not Brandon. (laughs) Nice to meet you. You know, I remember Banachek. That was a great show. No, I wasn't Banachek. That was George Pippard. I was Banigan. Brannigan? No, that was Hugh O'Brien. I was Bannigan. No, it's not Bannigan. It's not Brannigan. It's not Banachek, but it is... Bannigan. It is Bannigan. I yeah. loved me a Bannigan. I never went to a Bannigan. Oh, I definitely went to some Bannigans. I knew of them. They seem so modern to me. They had a... They had a... Like a broccoli cheese soup that was real good, I think, if I'm recalling correctly. So according to my notes, they closed in 2008. I think they popped up in the 90s, though. And I think most of my touch, my cultural touchstones are 80s joints. I know that 
Bennigan's got a little bit of pop culture currency with South Park. There was like a run, a running oh. joke that one of the characters was always like excited to go to Bennigan's. Well, uh, here's a 1990 commercial for Bennigan's. And let me tell you, the, the woman who's talking to the camera here is a waitress. And this epitomizes the kind of friendly service you get from waiters and waitresses um, that I think is mocked in uh, office space. Right. Like the At really Chachkis. cheery. Is that the name of the restaurant there? Yeah. Super cheery. Why don't you just tell me how much flair you want me to wear? <laughs> and the the woman is like talking about how her experience as a kid, just being the bubbly one and the fun one, she brings that to her work as a waitress at Bennigan's. I was a kid. I wasn't exactly shy. That's probably why I'm a Bennigan's bluesbuster. Thinking big. I always brought something extra to the party. I so no one has to tell her how much flair to wear. Because this is a commercial from the nineties, the 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 shots of her as a kid are portrayed on like eight millimeter film. Right. Whereas if you were doing this today, it would be on, I don't know, early DV like some sort of digital tape, probably. Yeah. Um but uh like she's a she's a girl she's having a slumber party and she opens up a thing of nuts and a bunch of snakes pop out oh of my the god she's so much fun she's she she's, is fun she was born to be a blues buster yeah i always brought something extra to the party Bennigan. your escape oh and then at the very end you just see her just yucking it up with some folks at the table she sounds like a delight she is a delight um okay well she she loves her job uh never works a day in her life um okay so this so is I the need, last one i got one. that one with the hint yeah whatever kind uh this roast beef chain has gone through several names over the years originally it was jack's roast biff <laughs> later it was rick's roast beef okay before becoming this, it saw its largest period of success in the 1980s when the, intro- when the introduction of salad bars and other food stations briefly made it to one of the country's most successful chains. Mismanagement and other issues hurt the business in the early 1990s, and as of 2017, there are only a handful of locations still in operation. So it was Jack's Roast Biff mm-hmm. and later Rick's Roast Beef. Jack's Roast Biff, Rick's Roast Beef. Um, I will tell you, this is the one that got me to do the quiz because I had totally forgotten about this. I don't know if it was in your area or not, but I had totally forgotten about this. They seemed like they popped up overnight in the early 90s for me. And uh, and they were they look like a classic, you know, kind of fast food restaurant from the outside. Okay. Um Boy, I don't know. I other than I mean, roast beef like Arby's is just like yep, it's not a Arby's. neon sign in my brain. I can't think past it. Um, does it? Can I? Can I get a hint? Yes, absolutely. And there is a chance that you don't even know about this one. So if this hint doesn't get you closer, we might just have to, uh, you know, consider but I, that. But that but will besmirch my, my. I besmir- understand. Besmirch my perfect record. I understand. Um, don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll winkle a milkshake out of you later. Um, <laughs> Okay, here's your hint. I'm sorry I taught you that word. <laughs> Jack's Roast Beef and Rick's Roast Beef. Those original names, both of them are spelled with X's. J-A-X and R-I-X. Oh, that does ring a very faint bell. Rick, 
Jack, which one? Rick's, Jack's roast biff. Yeah, I don't know what the biff is. And I'm, I'm assuming that that was beef. not a typo, by the way. <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't. Sometimes like these, like, uh, what is the thing we talked about it forever on TBT and I'm already forgetting it, but um, weck is something, oh, yeah. you know, and I didn't know weck was, was a thing. So. It's like a kind of toast or something. I think it's a type of bread. Or bread. That, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so there's, there's some sort of X involved. Um, but you know what? I just, I don't think I'm going to think of it. All right, let's go to the tape. Hello, Rex. Hello, baby. It's for you again. You know what I like. A roast beef, of course. Mushrooms and sauce. A tasty Swiss. A melting down on the toasted bun. You're alive, bun. I'm hungry for you now. The new mushroom melt from Rex. At Rax, we know what you like. Rax, R-A-X. Yeah, no, that doesn't, I would never have gotten that. That doesn't ring a bell for you? No. Um, yeah, I had totally forgotten about them. And then this gate, well, by the way, I do have to say you did not get a perfect score. You did earn yourself one of these. And on the score <laughs> sheet, I'm going to put one in the wrong column. Just want to make sure that I have all my uh I mean, bookkeeping is very important. <laughs> it's a very part of, uh, important part of podcasting. Yeah, I remember one opened up somewhere near us, and it was very exciting that there was a new kind of restaurant although i don't remember actually getting the roast beef there i don't remember ever eating fast food roast beef until i was an adult and i discovered arby's when i was in college Mm -hmm. and holy crap once i once i jumped in i jumped in the 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 deep end on that one there was a arby's near my college and i was just there all the time i couldn't believe i didn't eat more of them but i think when i was a kid we went to racks we probably just got burgers and Three out of the four racks commercials I could find today were all advertising their chicken products, too. So I think at a certain point, they decided to maybe swerve on the roast beef. Interesting. Well, Arby's is really pretty much dominating the roast beef game right now. Absolutely. Um, okay, so congratulations. Thank you. You got uh, seven out of eight. Extremely I good. I did not even think that you would have heard of yeah. some of those. Um, here's a little bit of trivia. I didn't want to turn this into a question because I had never even heard of this restaurant before. It was never successfully... Uh, a chain um but if i get this right can i uh expunge my my negative no i don't think you can because i can't form it as a question i just got to tell you about it there was a plan to have a uh chain restaurant that never really took off it was called claudia sanders comma the colonel's (gasps) lady the mistress do you know about this yes well we did a deep 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 dive on colonel sanders uh, and there's a picture that i think is probably apocryphally of her but there's a picture of this like big bouffanted like somewhat sexy lady of the 60s sitting on colonel sanders lap i remember that we don't know that her name was claudia though do we well we knew that his girlfriend's name was claudia we did yeah there's this is all well documented i don't think that picture i didn't remember that the name was claudia yeah i'm pretty sure we did know this so does claudia become his second wife because here's what i got from definition.org there was a restaurant called Claudia Sanders, the Colonel's Lady, because by the 1960s, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken, Harlan Sanders, sold his interest in the KFC franchise, but he kept on being a spokesperson for them. Mm-hmm. And then he and his wife reopened a new sit-down style restaurant that served his chicken and it was called Claudia Sanders, the Colonel's Lady. Get this. 
The couple considered expanding the restaurant into a bunch of new locations, but then they were hit with a lawsuit by the new owners of KFC that he founded. And so he couldn't, you know, he couldn't turn this into a whole franchise. Eventually they settled uh, in court or out of court, I guess, uh, and allowed Sanders to continue selling the chicken at one location in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Sounds like a Shelbyville idea. Sounds like a real Shelbyville idea. Still in operation today. Um, that's amazing. I would love if we ever, if we're ever passing through Shelbyville, we got to stop. I, you and I have been talking about taking a road trip, yeah. um, and we don't really necessarily have a, a destination in mind. This would be way down the road, but like, wouldn't it be fun to make the destination something goofy like this? Like it's, it, you know, you and I are heading to Claudia Sanders, the Colonel's lady, and then yes. we'll just like have fun on whatever happens along the way. No, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm pretty sure Claudia was the second was first the mistress and then became his second wife. Claudia, I mean, just think about the audacity of opening opening a restaurant with a comma, unless you're listing a bunch of things. Claudia Sanders, comma, the colonel's lady. Hey, you know what? I'm missing one of my questions. I had a ninth one in here that I just remembered because it wasn't on the the list I skipped one, Veeves. I guess there are nine of these. Can I go back? All right. You can have you have a chance now of getting eight out of nine instead of seven out of eight. Okay. You'll never be perfect, but what can you do? Um, this competitor to Kentucky Fried Chicken was founded in 1979, and it was Wendy's first attempt to expand beyond burgers. So it was owned by Wendy's. It was owned by but Dave Thomas or else. Wendy's or whatever that was. It was, But it was a chicken restaurant. It was like a KFC-style restaurant. It was one that my family preferred. And we, my, I remember my dad would go there. When this place opened, my dad was excited about it. He would bring back chicken from it. Um, I have a guess. I'm interested in knowing if it was in your part of the world because Dave. Th- I now realize Dave Thomas founded Wendy's in Ohio, and this might have been more of an Ohio thing. Um, there was a chicken restaurant that opened when I was a kid, um, in probably the I don't know early '90s, late '80s, and my family also preferred it, and we would oh. go there a lot. They liked the the flavor profile of the chicken. It was called Mrs. Winters. Interesting. Is that not But wrong. wrong. Um, No. And the thing is, this was really exciting to me today. Um, We live small lives. There's very little information about this chain, by the way. Definition.org didn't have anything on it. I had to go out. (laughs) It doesn't have its own Wikipedia page. Um, But uh, what was I going to say about it? When I was a kid, I was fascinated because I didn't know it was technically a Wendy's kind of product, but the buildings had their own shape. And when you saw one, it was evocative of a Wendy's restaurant. And it had a... um, You know how uh, Wendy... You can picture the Wendy's logo. Yeah. It's just like one girl's face in a circle. With the braids. This had three... I think they were older women, but the same kind of style drawing, and there were three women's Mm -hmm. faces in circles. Kind of homey drawings. And it was called 
Sisters Chicken. Oh, no, Simon for Sisters. Sisters asked me if I like their food. I love it. Then they asked if I mind having the same name as Paul Simon, the famous singer. Are they kidding? I came this close to being named Art Garfunkel. Now just two seventy nine. That's not a bad joke. By the way, chicken fajitas or a two piece chicken dinner, two seventy nine. Or can, uh, and, and this was from nineteen eighty seven. Um, well, I mean, they still, I mean, fast food prices now have barely budged. I mean, every, you can get a ton of food for like five bucks. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. We actually did some, uh, looking at that. I so, know we, re- I know we talked about yeah. the Colonel Sanders crazy story, but I want to revisit that just yeah. so that just to close the loop here for folks. Um, Sanders, in 1949, Sanders would meet Claudia Price, a divorced, he's already started his restaurant at this point, a divorced woman he hired to help his wife with the housework. She would become Sanders' mistress and eventually his second wife. It was evident from, and this is uh, his daughter speaking, it was evident from the beginning that her presence would create turmoil, his daughter Margaret wrote. Margaret, mother refused to accept that she alone could not satisfy father's physical needs, which from the very beginning of their marriage had seemed excessive to her. Neither, mother, you cannot fulfill my sexual needs anymore, mother. Neither promiscuous nor a whoremonger, father nevertheless had a libido, which required a healthy, willing partner. And he found one in young Claudia. Wait, that's who his daughter. Da- his daughter. Good Christ! Yeah, it's upsetting. Yikes! How have they not made a movie? I mean, they made a yes. GD movie about Croc. Ray Kroc. Yes, which is a way more yes. boring story. You yes, we got to make the movie. How, how can I get? How can I get those right? Except I don't like biopics. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Oh, sorry, Veeves. That extra question was supposed to get you 8 out of 9. Instead, you ended up getting 7 out of 9. So that's terrible. Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of very famous C students who are doing good things in the world. <laughs> uh, I know we're going really long here. so I've got a real quick ad okay, yeah, here. Okay, yeah, we should there check was, with the ad There was one piece of listener feedback that I wanted to uh, read because it's interesting and it answers a question that we had last week. We talked about credit karma. And we talked about the the myth that Credit Karma was trying to bust of checking your credit score being bad for your credit. And I, we, you and I were speculating about why that myth or if it is a myth or why that might be a, a pre- preconception. Listener Matt wrote in uh, with some clarity here. On the subject of why people think checking your credit score lowers your credit score, it's not a myth, just a misunderstanding. There are two ty- kinds of credit check. The industry term is soft versus hard credit check. What Credit Karma and services like it do is the soft check. It tells you what your score is, and you can do this an unlimited amount with no effect on your credit score. So it's just a soft check, mm. and it just tells you your score. A hard credit check is when you actually apply for credit, like applying for a credit card or loan. This does affect your credit score because you are trying to borrow money. Oh. If you do this too frequently, it can lower your score. I think the logic is if you're trying to borrow too much money too quickly, you're less likely to be able to pay the debt. That makes total sense. So, to what about me. a landlord? Now, our land that seems like it would be a hard credit check, would, but we're not actually asking for anybody to loan us money. We're just asking to rent a place. That's true. I don't know. I, I would be interested to know. Yeah, because because what he what he what our landlord did was. I think more involved than just our credit check. I think it also like, I know when we applied for um, our apartment in LA, 
I had forgotten to write down that we had a mortgage. He asked me oh, to, yeah. like, I filled out a bunch of paperwork and then I got a call from our prospective landlord saying, hey, I'm seeing that you have a $200,000 loan, outstanding loan. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I can explain that. Like, right. there's a reason. It, it's not a bad reason. But, but that fits under credit, though. It does. But I mean, I'm saying that's why I think it was a hard credit check. Mm. Whereas, like, when I look at my credit score through my bank, it doesn't give me a credit report. Right. It just says like your credit score is this number. Right, that makes sense. So I'm guessing that anytime you go to a landlord, any kind of serious credit check like that is probably a hard credit check. Uh, quick question before we get out of here. Uh, do you have any idea what time it is? <gasps> it's jingle time. Head council, it's jingle time. What's with all the owls? <laughs> Uh, all right, what do we got? Well, this is a jingle from listener Missy, and she is continuing a a new uh, tradition of sending me jingles that are impossible to find the real one. <laughs> so I have no idea if Missy is telling me the truth that this is how this goes. I will uh, tell you that this business she sings a jingle for definitely exists, and this guy is like a super evangelist for like local business. But why don't you uh, give her jingle a play? Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. This is Missy in Toronto, and I have a jingle for you from um, a local commercials from my childhood. Uh, this is from the, um, I lived in Connecticut, right on the Western Massachusetts border. And this um, store's name always really made us laugh because it is a weird pairing. Um, I can't find a video of it anywhere for you, so I'm so sorry. You just have gonna tr- are gonna have to trust me that it exists. Mm. Here it goes. Dave Soda and Pet Food City. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> I- well, it's to the point. Um, Dave's Soda and, and Pet, Pet Food, Food City. City. Yes, Dave's Soda and Pet Food City. Dave is a uh, a local entrepreneur in Western Massachusetts, and there are about. I'm going to say conservatively, 8 million hours of him on YouTube doing like little videos, like talking about his, his, uh, you know, homemade brand, not homemade, but like proprietary brand of pet food that he makes and, uh, all the community work that his stores does. He has like seven stores and they're all, but he is like his big, his big thing is that he like is super, super dedicated to this idea of like small local, businesses and what they do for the community so he's super engaged in his community um and he like we'll talk about all the awards that he's won and he mentioned a paper that was it's called the valley advocate which is a paper that i used to have to pitch when i worked at dartmouth oh really yeah, it's like so kinda, you worked in pr at dartmouth of course and so it's kind of near that area yeah. new england's a small place and we'd have to pitch the valley advocate you'd have to try stories. to get them to carry your stories yeah. carry your water oh very good well thank you very much yeah Missy. thanks Missy. there's a little it's a nice little window into a little piece of um of local culture you can sell anything you can sell anything well i don't know if the show was as good as i promised it would be at the <laughs> beginning but i will tell you i had as much fun as i expected to i loved hearing about the owls Vives. i loved giving you that quiz i still love you even though you only got seven of them right well thank you i do you love me seven seven out of nine I mean, I don't love you nine out of nine. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here. Check us out. Please join our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. People are always posting stuff there. 
We kind of ran out of time for a lot of uh, ad council stuff this week, but we're going to do a, a more substantial roundup next week because I saw you guys posting a lot of fun stuff there. So just look for After These Messages show on uh, Facebook, and you can join the group there. Also, uh, thank you to the person who recently left us a review on iTunes. I was looking at that today. Uh, that was very flattering. If you guys are listening uh, and you think, hey, I'd like a few more people to know about the show, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. We are doing, I mean, our review numbers are really good. We're mostly five stars. Mm-hmm. We have two one stars. Okay. One person who legitimately didn't like the show. Right. But then one person who actually even labeled their description as a five star show but then they put plus one for having Aaron Roden on and instead of giving us six which you can't do we got one star from that person even though I think they were excited about the show well that's not exactly how iTunes reviews work but thank you for the thought thank you for the thought but somebody somebody tried to correct that error we need 17 people for every one star <laughs> we need 17 five stars so if you don't mind doing that check that out at iTunes tell your friends uh, and uh, Viz you have the voicemail and email call us at 607 Four four five five nine seven. You can leave us leave us those jingles. Also, we love to get your your regular voicemails if you're if you're all jingled out. And please email us at after these messages show at gmail. It's Winkle time. <laughs>